gonna say is we is, this is our first I think this is our first live stream. We had an accidental live stream of a pre-record last last week, I think. So it, it doesn't really count, although that was a fun conversation. But this is our first real live stream since the holidays. So Rocky, Jerry, and I are kind of wondering, did you um did you, did you buy yourself anything for Christmas? Did you treat did you treat yourself? I did. And so I have a habit because I came from very humble backgrounds. And so there were times when I did, there weren't Christmas presents. And sure. once I got past that, even though I have a loving family that spoils me ridiculous, one of my personal things is I always buy myself a present. And so I love this, this, this company. They build keys with words on them. And so last year, my word was faith, and I wore this red key all year long. And so now we have another key that goes with that. This year's word is fearless, and I'm putting them together. We're going to have a year of fearless faith. So, yes, that's what I bought myself for Christmas this year. I love that. I, like I that. love that. Yeah, yeah. very that's cool. A great idea. You want to uh, do you know the name of the company? Do you want to share it? Uh, yes, I do. As soon as I look in my... <laughs> I buy so much for them. They're just like on auto repeat. They're a phenomenal company. It's called the Giving Keys. The other kind of cool thing is I always buy extra keys because the concept of the company is when you see someone who needs something more than you do, you pass the key along. So I always, oh. when I'm traveling, keep an extra key in my pocket in case I meet somebody that needs some inspiration. So you all please support the Giving Keys phenomenal company. Sounds that. like a um, an adjunct to the challenge coin, Chris. Yes, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, so we have we have fun conversation going on today. You ready? You ready to talk about it? I'm always ready to talk with you too. <laughs> right, here, here we go. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. I think we are about 380 some odd episodes in and I always manage to cut the dancing off right before I come back. So sorry if everybody misses it. Welcome everybody uh, to another recruiting community podcast. We do these weekly. We're in 2024. This is our, technically it's our second live stream. It's our first live stream of the year. I'm super excited to have a wonderful friend of ours uh, who has come back uh, and has been doing a little bit of work uh, since she was last year. First, I want to bring in my co-host. Uh, I'll introduce myself. I am Lucy. This is the co-host Ethel. Ethel, why wasn't I Desi? Oh, you could. Well, isn't that you could be Desi, I guess. Yeah. You can, give, can you give us a little Babalu? No. <laughs> well, that's why you're not Desi. That's why you're Jerry. So we are excited. Uh, here's the thing. If you're if you're joining us live uh, on the LinkedIn, uh, there should be a chat uh, window there. If you'd like to say hello, uh, if you've got questions for our guest today uh, or if you've got questions for us. Just drop them in there. We'll go ahead and make sure that we get those answered, uh, whether we are answering them live or when we come back. Uh, and of course, uh, readdress those or reassess those. Uh, we'll check those out. But we are streaming live uh, as well, where there is no chat uh, on the YouTube and the Facebook. Uh, so you can check those out. If you're interested in past episodes, you want to see what's coming up ahead, uh, you can check that out at cxr.works slash podcast. We try to keep that pretty easy. And as a reminder, this is a labor of love for Jerry and I. 
there are no sponsors for this show. Uh, if you're on the show, it's because we love you or we love the work you're doing, or in this case, a little bit of both. Uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, and the last thing I'll do uh, as a reminder, Jerry, a little bit of housekeeping. I do want to share the CXR directory uh, is up and we're having a lot of fun with that. And for those who don't know, uh, the CXR directory was born on a rooftop bar. That's probably my favorite favorite line. Uh, but the idea there is that members had asked Jerry and I about uh, what, what other technology, what other solutions or vendors folks were using. Uh, and we said, well, sure, we can give that to you. And that over the court was been five years, Jerry, maybe? Yeah, five. Four or five years. Uh, that has evolved into uh, literally an arm of our community platform where if you are a member of ours, uh, you can add a rating to, I think we've got upwards of about 340 vendors in there, 6,000 ratings that sit in the platform. You can connect now directly with others who have also dropped ratings. Uh, on those. So if you're shopping for, say, uh, Paradox and you're on the fence and you're not quite sure, you can go right into that Paradox profile now and you can see what other TA leaders and practitioners have given that a rating and connect right to them in the platform. Pretty, pretty handy. Yeah. I don't know. You want to add anything uh, to, to, to the update, Jerry? No, I, I think it, it's constantly evolving. And I think, uh, you know, it's it's helpful for people who want to engage other peers in, you know, what are you getting out of this? And how are you, you know, getting various aspects of your solution solved, so. Great, great. And the last thing I'll add to that before we move on, uh, because this is kind of a, this is a, at all hands, this is a call. Uh, if you are a diversity owned supplier, if you're a diversity owned vendor or solution, let us know, we're gonna give you a full free profile. Uh, you can get in there. We're also making a designated listing for that. So not diversity managed, not 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 minority managed, not you've got a, a leader in a position somewhere that is a protected class. Owned. You must be owned. Fifty one percent. Yeah, that's right. So we're so we're gonna we're gonna uh, make that offering out. So if you're interested in that, reach out to Jerry or myself. Uh, you can also check that out on cxr.works/directory. Like I said, we like to keep it pretty simple. Okay, with that, Jerry, you ready to bring our guest in? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's, let's bring her on in from the green room. Rocky, how are you? I feel like I should be, if you're Lucy, uh, I feel like I should be Ricky instead of Rocky today. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to being, uh, yeah, the other one. <laughs> the, uh, the other one, one of the, I'll just be Fred. Can I, Fred, well, I just be the grumpy it. neighbor Fred. Fred would be best for me. <laughs> Happy New Year. I know it's the 9th. Someone said we could say Happy New Year until like the 20th. That's Absolutely. pretty. Who, who randomly picks the 20th? I don't know. I say I, let's push it. 21st. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got a couple of days. Rocky, for, for those. How about the 20th because it's the day after my birthday and after the birthday is like then the new year really starts. How about that? Oh, Thank you got a birthday. I didn't know you were I'll a that. Birthday. Milestone birthday this year. 55. But, it, oh, that I, I would have said 35. Yes, that's what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance uh, to do a quick intro of yourself, Rocky. But you are the chief diversiologist and the founder, obviously, over at diversiology.io. But we met you, uh, I think, way back at Smart Recruiters. You've been at the Mom Project. You've been at Smart Recruiters, uh, Resource Solutions. I think part of that, and a number of other advisory. Uh, and, and sort of board member roles uh, in those in those various capacities. 
Can you, and we've, well, we've always loved engaging with you and talking about what's going on in your world. Can you give us, for those maybe who aren't a little more familiar with you, can you give us kind of that escalator pitch of who is Rocky Howard and why should we be listening to anything you have to say? Yeah, well, that's still a question to be answered. Um, I identify as she, her, Black, Christian, Gen X, white mom. I believe in the intersectionality and the importance of our intersectionality. Um, the most important job I do is I'm a wife and mother of four. Um, we call them the baby adults and the supposedly adults. They're all in their 20s and 30s. I spent 25 years in the talent acquisition um, space working for companies like Adeco and Resource Solutions, really built a, um, a specialty in running large-scale global recruiting operations, loved every single moment of it. Um, but what I enjoyed the most was creating workspaces where it just wasn't so dang on hard for people to show up and be themselves. Um, and started to really work with our clients in terms of their diversity strategies, how they could create more diverse cultures, found that passion, and then made a very deliberate pivot, a purposeful pivot in my career to focus in the DEI space. I had been doing it as a leader. I'd been doing it off the side of my desk. And then I wanted to do it. And so, as you mentioned, um, spent the last couple of years in HR tech in the you know DEI space, really learning some pretty critical lessons. Um, and then I decided, what the hell, I'll go do it myself. And so here we are. Cool. I love it. I love it. Well, so so today we sort of pitched this. We were going to talk about ways to make the the world of work more engaged, right? To be more inclusive. Uh, and then we did a little bit of homework. Uh, we're doing a we're doing a, a panel. We're going to talk about an event you've got coming up, which we're pretty excited about. We're going to moderate a panel uh, at that event, and the I, the topic is a DEI on the chopping block. And this part of this was because of a few conversations that had come up within our membership on the the state of I'll just, uh, the state of fatigue uh, for DEI programs. So we've got a we've got a fun snippet of of poll data there uh, that we can share. But can, can you talk just a little bit about diversiology and and what goes on there before we jump into that? Yeah. So spending time in the SMB space, and I I hope some of our listeners will resonate with this. What I think is phenomenal with SMB is SMBs change the world. We watch them change the cultures of organizations all around, right? So SMBs and startups and scale-ups gave us flexible work. They gave us um, new ways of how the offices looked. They gave us ping pong tables and a little bit of what's now known as the bro culture, but it was so much fun. And so we know that SMBs can literally change the world in terms of culture. The challenge when you think about having sustainable DEI initiatives in SMBs is they don't have the resources. They don't have the expertise, the time, the money, the people. And so I wanted to serve them in doing what they do best. And so Diversiology is a platform that includes content, coaching, and collaboration to help D to help SMBs sustain their diversity initiatives. And um, it even includes an interesting little assessment in it. So we'll have to talk about that as well. Well, uh, let, let's jump right through that, right to that, because uh, Jerry, you've got, you're a fan of a little bit of sort of assessment or index work that Rocky's done before. Let, let yeah. me just mute my mic and let you jump in, because I know yeah, you well, want to. One of the things that really uh, impressed me early on when we met 
Rocky, was the work that you did at Smart Recruiters on uh, building a maturity index for DEI. I thought that the that you know obviously it needed to evolve, but the fact is you were doing some really great work in trying to help people to self-assess where they would fit in the framework, not just for one aspect like recruiting, but but in really all aspects of how you create a culture that's that's fully inclusive. Um, you know, not only in the short run but the long run. So I, I really would love you to to chat about how you've taken that and where you where you're going with it now. Yeah, I will tell you, Jerry, and you and I had lots of conversations as that was evolving. And so you were one of those people that was sitting on my shoulder as I did this new work. And and I will tell you that that maturity model that we did at Smart Recruiters is honestly one of the top three things that if you ask me what I'm most proud of I've done in my career, it sits up there because we had hundreds of companies across the globe take that and they were able to get this output and it wasn't just about um to your point some it it, it gave subscript prescriptive action items so it wasn't just oh here you're a level one it was a level one and then here's how you get to two and when you get done with these things come back let's do it again and we'll help you get to level three and i think a lot of companies that do these assessments the barrier to entry is too high like right. we can't all go to gardner and pay a hundred thousand dollars love you gardner love the work you do but we all can't afford that right also the answers aren't always appropriate to smb so now um, that particular piece of work that we did was really focused heavily on the recruiting cycle, right? Um, now we're going to do one that's called Diversiology Insights, and we're going to look at companies and help them assess their diversity, their inclusivity aptitude across the talent management life cycle. So we're going to start at recruiting and onboarding. We're going to go all the way through performance management and offboarding. We're going to help companies understand their, you know, business imperative score, their human imperative score. We're going to help them understand what best practices that they're doing that are core, which ones are more advanced. We're going to give them that maturity rating and we're going to give them that here's what you can do to take the step up. And it's all included in your diversiology uh, subscription. What makes me, you know, feel really good about that is because it loops back to my passion of recruiting, in the sense that if we if we understand how in those other aspects you are in fact uh, walking the talk, um, then it informs me as a recruiter in terms of my ability. Uh, to show the pathway that 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 we have here in this company that's that's very real it's important jerry because it's so funny i was talking to a client of ours who i won't put her on the spot and mention her but she works for a global company and she said you know the challenge with heading up ta is i can't recruit our way out of the problem i need the rest of the org to do what they need to do so i'm recruiting great talent but they're not staying. And Jerry, I want you and the recruiters to know when they bring talent into the organization that that talent is gonna stay because the organization understands how to make them feel like they belong all the way through the life cycle. More that it's, Rocky, that it's transparent enough to show these are the areas that we need to improve on. And and so fundamentally, I'm not, I'm not telling you it's all perfect here, 
but that if you come, we're this is the journey we're working on, and and you know you're going to be welcomed in being able to be part of that. Um, For sure, Jerry. You know, make it better. It's important. It's like when I married my husband, right? He wasn't perfect. I he knew. Yes. I know he is the love of my life. Y'all, for those who we're talking to, I've been married to the love of my life for 32 years, right? Good. But the point I'm making is that I I married him consciously, right? I know all the things that are wonderful about him, but I also knew those couple of things that I was like, oh, I'm going to have to live with that, right? And then I can make a conscious choice that that's something I can live with and we can work on together. I'm gonna have so, to go okay. ask my wife what she thought when when she married me. When I don't, that's I don't think that's a good idea, Jerry. It's probably better that none of us know what the the little things are. I do, I do want to don't ask Brandon what he thought, y'all. Please don't. <laughs> but so, Rocky, you said I like the phrase. You, you're not going to be able to recruit your way out of this. Yeah, right? you got an organizational issue or cultural issue, and you're saying you're not just going to bring new people in and then just get it fixed. So, so let me ask you, and if you can be real specific to, to the TA side, which is most of our audience, right? I'd really love to hear if you've, if at, you know, diversity, you've, you've seen any of these innovative uh, strategies, right? That companies can sort of implement or in order to maybe create a more engaged or inclusive workspace, or maybe where TA can have an impact on, on the bigger business, right? As a, as a business partner, is there anything specific maybe you can share to that? Yeah. Um, I'm doing some work right now with Textio, right? And what I appreciate is um, I'll give a shout to Jackie Clayton over there. So Jackie not only runs- That's my neighbor, Waco. You know, right. Hey, I, I, <laughs> I'm down there. I need to see you when the next time I'm down there and see her. Um, and what I think Jackie does that's really interesting, and she has the ability to see it this way because she runs DEIB and talent acquisition. So I think that's the first point is that mm -hmm. even if you don't have responsibility for those functions, you know, your DEIB function and your TA function should be really closely looped together. And because Jackie owns both of those functions, she sees it through um, both of those lenses from a TA perspective. So she doesn't think one without the other, right? And I think what I appreciate about Jackie is that um, one, Jerry, to your point earlier about being transparent with work, what works and doesn't, Texio puts out a wonderful report. If you all haven't read it, check out the Textio DEIB report where they put it all out there. These are the things that we do really, really well. Here are the things that we really need to work on. So back to your point, Jerry, when you're talking to candidates, the candidates have visibility to what works and what doesn't because not only does Jackie do the work, but Karen Schneider as a CEO empowers that transparency of communication throughout the life cycle. I think the last thing that they do exceptionally well is one, their leadership team is pretty diverse. And so they practice what they preach, but when you go through the process, it's a pretty detailed process. Hey, Barb, I see you in the comments. The report is great. Um, it's a pretty detailed process. They, you know, we're always talking about getting people through the talent cycle quickly, and that's always a metric. 
but maybe quick isn't what we need to do. Maybe we need to be a little bit more thoughtful and reflective, and we need to give people access to different people and different perspectives in the organization, cross-functionally, cross-culturally, and let people see the organization from different experiences. So I think I that's think, a couple of things they do. I really think good. it's, for me, it's, it's, really informing the decision that a candidate makes, not that the employer makes. The employer decides whether you can do this job. That's their job. But the candidate's got to decide, I will do the job. And that means that they have to really understand a lot of data and, and the culture in a, in a way that's very different from a job description. So I want to be able to ask the hiring manager, how many people who look like me have you hired in the last five years and where are they now? No one does that, but, but they want to do it. And, and that act, that data has to be more accessible and more transparent to all of us so that we can be more informed about why we're coming there and our willingness to operate uh, with the good and the bad. Well, I find more candidates are asking, and maybe not quite that direct, Jerry, but I find more and more candidates are asking what, okay, you say diversity is important to you. Be very specific about what that means. Yeah. There's a stat that says 79% of candidates, regardless of how they identify, expect companies to sure. have a diversity initiative that's authentic. Right. And so I think we are being asked the question. And when you can't answer it, it looks a little shady. Yeah. So so that I think that goes nicely with. So I think, Rocky, when we started talking about doing this, we put a quick podcast or excuse me, we put a quick poll together for this podcast. And we asked the question, have you experienced and we ask it of our, our members. So you got about 130 companies in here, right? 130 leaders heads up. We said, um, have you experienced DEI fatigue? And we defined that as a feeling of um, uh, weariness or overwhelm due to like this continuous involvement in diversity and equity inclusive programs. And we were pretty specific to that, right? As a result of your organization. Do, do you, just for fun, do either of you wanna take a guess? And we did a one to five, right? So anybody wanna take a guess of sort of where that, where that fell out? And to be fair, maybe 50%, I think of our community leaders came back. I would say it's probably pretty high. So I'm going to say 4.275. <laughs> Jerry, you want to take a swing at it? Uh, I'd, I'd say just under four. I, I do think the, the other issue that's driving this force isn't just the number of programs. It is, it is you know, SCOTUS decision, for example, I think has been misread. Yep. Uh, in a variety of ways. And so I'm constantly hearing, you know, that that the Supreme Court uh, basically eliminated affirmative action, that kind of stuff. And and as a result, I think there is there is um, a change in, in how people are perceiving all of that. And that that leads to that kind of, you know, feeling. So so the answers correlate nicely. This is why I loved your 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 response to my question, Rocky. But because um, you didn't come back with a program, you didn't come back. You, you were talking about initiatives and you're talking about results. And this goes all the way back to when we were talking about intent versus impact, like, th you know, three, four years ago. Right. We were saying this is how you make a difference, not how you make noise. Um, Forty percent said no fatigue at all. They were on the extreme. The number one, they put a one out of five, no fatigue at all. 26% uh, said neutral, 
and only 13% of those that responded said extreme fatigue in DEI programs. <laughs> yeah. And we had a bunch of fun comments too. I, Let me say something, Gary. Go ahead. I, I will. I will make one anecdotal comment, and that is a um, a woman I sat next to at a conference just before Christmas. Um, basically, quit her job as head CHRO uh, because her leader basically was tired of diversity related programs and said, "Stop that." And she said, "Fine, you stop it. I'm out of here." Yes. I, I'm so excited to hear this because I also think it is a great data point to countermand some of the rhetoric we're hearing in the market right now. There's so much rhetoric going on in the market. However, Jerry, going back to what you said, and Barb, I don't know if you want to grab it. I know that you're on. I just released this morning today's um, diversity download newsletter. And the our hot topic today is that diversity leaders are burnt out because they're on the other side of this. So um, I'm glad to hear that people aren't. And I don't think people are over the programs because guess what? We're doing it for people. So so right? so I'll add to this kind of interesting. So we have just locked in. Uh, I think all but one of our meetings next year, where it's going to be, what the topics are going to be, the leaders help us select these, right? We do these in-person meetings. We'll probably have 60, 70 online meetings, but we do five, six, seven in-person where we all gather. Yeah. Uh, we ask again, and we ask every year, if they wanted a dedicated meeting for DE&I, do, do they want a diversity-focused meeting? Unanimously, they said no, but there was one caveat. that. They want DE&I built into every meeting, every, every in-person meeting. So not a dedicated, let's talk about it today. The membership wanted it across the board every day. Well, and that's why you've cultivated a great community because it's one of the things that we advocate for. And it's one of the challenges when you set DEI aside, like over here, yeah. then it's treated like something on the side, right? That isn't important, that isn't integrated. And you do, you have, when it's done right, when it's done effectively, when it's done in a sustainable manner, when it really has impact on our people, and when you can get the business um, benefits from it, the innovation, the retention, the strategic thought, the expansion of market, all of those things you can get, but you can only get them if you look at it as a business imperative and you collect them and treat it as part of the holistic business strategy. So I love, and I'm not surprised that the CXR community said that. Yeah. And I'll give you a, I'll give, I'll give you just kind of a an awakening for me from a DNI program versus a DNI based sort of culture experience for me. I left an organization I'd been at for a, a, over a decade. And in the first 30 days at my new organization, I had more exposure to uh, diverse workforce and work, diverse working environments and diversity of thought in the first 30 days than I had had in almost 10 years at the other employer. It was just an, an insane cultural difference. And you could see it all the way up to the board, you could literally visually see that that difference all the way up to the board and then to live it in the space just makes all the difference. I think it changes everything about the work that you do every day. It does. It really does. And it it changes how you show up. I remember that happening at a team that I had um, a, a, a white young a under 40 white male yeah. 
um, joined our leadership team and his first day he sat at the table and he looked around and he said, literally, oh shit, like this has never happened to me before where I am the only white man sitting at the table. This is pretty incredible, right? Um, and it changed how he showed up a bit yeah. and how he interacted and how he felt. And I think that's pretty cool, but that happens when we cultivate diverse communities. And, and look, I do wanna say this because I think it goes back to the TA people. One of the things that I am um, toying around with, just put an article up about this tokenism thing. I think people, a lot of times, and Jeff, Jeffrey Moss, I see your comments. Yeah. I can't quite comment back, but I'm gonna kind of bring it here. I think part of the rhetoric that we're hearing is because people confuse tokenism with DEI, right? This isn't about, oh, I gave Rock, I'm gonna hire Rocky because I need a black female on the leadership team. This is about cultivating a perspective that says diversity is important and it's important enough that we are going to develop a pipeline of qualified individuals who are diverse and who fit into the multiple dimensions of diversity. Yeah. And so while people often laugh at me or, or question why I identify the way I do, it's because I want people to know that I believe in the multiple dimensions of diversity, right? It's not just about being black. It's not just about race. It's not just about any of those things. And there's multiple dimensions of diversity. And so when we talk about DEI, it's about making space for all of that. And we haven't gotten the fundamentals quite right, but I think part of this kind of struggle and this exhaustion is because people confuse tokenism with DEI and they are absolutely not the same. Yeah, 100%. Rocky, talk to us a little bit about inclusive by design, because I think that's going to be that, that is going to be a message that resonates, I think, throughout the day. Can you share a little bit about what that is and, and what folks should know? Ah, show up is what you've got to know. It's so, I'm so excited about this virtual conference. It is free. You will get the best names in the business. If you want to know, it's time to redesign DEI. We understand that there's too much friction. There's too much rhetoric but how do we redesign it and how do we redesign it for impact? And so our very own Chris Hoyt is actually facilitating our very first panel of the day. Uh, I think you've got John Graham, you've got Ruth Rathblot, you've got Kat Kibben, right after a keynote from the King himself, Torin Ellis. And that's just the first hour of the day. Um, you've got, 24 power sessions, eight incredible moderators, three stellar keynotes, including Kieran Snyder, the CEO of Textio, Jennifer Brown, um, the author of, of, you know, how to be an inclusive leader and beyond diversity is going to close us up and be our keynote. Jackie Clayton and I are going to do a diversity, a DEI hackathon. You want to get involved and talk about how we redesign this? Let's redesign it together. Two days, completely free. You could not pay 
for the talent that we have on these two days. We're starting on the 18th. We're going through the 19th. This is how we're celebrating 55. This is what we're doing. I'm so excited. So you all, you've got to go register now. And just because I know people will ask, if you register, yes, you will get access to the recordings. We understand that not everybody can take two days and sit there. So you absolutely, so please register ASAP. All right, so those are... Jerry's going to be there for sure. Those who aren't watching and can't see it on the screen, we've got the URL up. It's super easy. It's diversiology.io slash inclusive by design. Uh, and you can do that again. Uh, Rocky, I love that it's free. You have some, you do have some serious headliners uh, over the course of those two days and some really fun personalities. So I, I got to say, if, you, if you've got the bandwidth uh, to consume this thing, you ought to do it. You're nuts if, if you don't dial in for it or, or at least access the recording. So you got to register for sure for sure and i i want to say this too because i think it shows the power of the community we cultivate mm -hmm. um because we do have incredible headliners and that has nothing to do with me as a conference organizer that has to do with incredible people who want to get the word out who want to have this conversation and who are in community together so when we call we answer for each other and so I appreciate everyone that's showing up and I appreciate the support that I get from this community all the time. I, I appreciate that. I don't disagree with you very often. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on this. I think you are a force of inspiration and a force of pushing change. And I think it's a little bit more about who's driving, who's piloting, who's pushing uh, than you give it credit for. So I think I think you deserve a little bit of a hat tip there that you, that you steal from yourself. Yeah. All right, I'll bat my I, I, You know, at the same time, I, I really would like to emphasize the fact that it's the collective voice that we we really need to have to step mm -hmm. up um, in our profession and our industry so that we we take more responsibility uh, driving where we're going to go yeah. uh, rather than, lay, lay, you know, let it uh, happen by, you know, fragmentation or just people outside of our space uh, who make the decisions. So. Well, it's and that's why we were deliberate about the title. Inclusion happens by design and we need to design it together. Um, and so I'm again, I'm so very excited. I can't wait for this. Lindsay Haynes is is biased. We'll talk about her bias later. <laughs> Thanks, Linz. I love you. I love it. Now, you know, Rocky, normally when we wrap these up, we will ask our guests uh, to to title a book for us. If they were going to write a book today about the state of things, and they're going to add a title to it. You get It's a cheat for you today. It's 100% a cheat for you today. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to twist the question up a little bit. The state of things. And I want you to share a little bit about the book if you'd like uh, what you're writing. But give us the subtitle that you would add for that and who gets the first signed copy present company excluded. So what's the subtitle of that book and who's going to get, who, who are you going to give the first signed copy to? <laughs> the subtitle is a DEI strategy playbook for building high performing and inclusive cultures. Um, the first signed copy goes to Mr. Raymond Howard. Um, for making space for me to do all of the stuff that I do. Um, he is always my first and he will always get my first. So the first copy goes to the house. Oh, I love that. I love that. Jerry, anything you want to add before uh, before we're out of here? Nah, it's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to know when to stop. <laughs> it's a man, nothing else, and we can wrap it up and that's fine. 
All right. As a reminder, uh, if you missed part of this, you, you can grab it uh, at cxr.org slash podcast. We'd encourage you to do that. You can also see the shows we've got coming up and you can see the shows that we've done before 300 and some odd. Don't go all the way to the beginning. They're a little embarrassing. We're getting a little better every day. Uh, check those out. And I think with all of that, why don't, uh, why don't both of you say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. All right. We'll see everybody next Bye, week. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Rocky. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.